As with every episode of Storytellers, this episode may contain themes, storylines, or ideas that may not be safe for work. Headphones recommended, and listener discretion is greatly advised. Welcome to Storytellers. My name is Derek, and as always, I am pleased as punch that you're here with me. Storytellers is a show that combines the age-old game of telephone with the art of storytelling. And sometimes I am a part of the show. Sometimes I'm just a listener like y'all. And today I am pleased as punch to say I'm a listener. Um, we are joined by four wonderful, wonderful, wonderful women. Like I... Um, asked them to be a part of this show because they've been a part of my life, uh, each of them, um, in some way, shape, or form for the better part of, uh, gosh, at least eight years. And so I feel like this was family coming home. Um, and so I am very thrilled uh, to say that on the show, this episode, uh, I am joined by the illustrious, the wonderful, uh, the all-knowing, the all-powerful Shante uh, from Single Simulcast. Um, I'm also joined by the wonderfully brilliant, uh, the evocative, the uh, talented uh, Ace from Black Girl Missing Podcast. Um, I am joined by the outlandishly powerful, talented, uh, emotionally charged Stephanie from the Mocha Minutes Podcast. And I am joined by the most ratchet motherfucker to ever make it into white workspace. She is just one of the best people I know. I am her children's internet godparents. Um, and I think that she is above and beyond uh, awesome in a million different ways. I keep telling her she needs to make a show. She did a show with me once. So from the uh, Hermione and Lavender Were Black podcast, I have Miss Nerdy Nikki. Ladies, we're going to go down the line. Shante, how are you doing today? I am awesome, but also nervous for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I wasn't expecting to be in the position that I was in when we started this. And so, but yeah, fuck it. Here it is. Okay. Oh. So we're, we're in a second, we're going to do a, I'm, I'm going to explain everything and it's going to be like, oh. Yeah, I can see how that would have worked out that way. But before I do that, Ace, how are you doing today? I'm good. Kind of high. Good, good. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, this is going to be great. Stephanie, how are you doing today? I'm screaming. That's how I am. Because I'm screaming. I'm like, oh, this is just how this is going to go. Guys, this is like the vintage roll. I'm excited. It's vintage R-A-U-H. I'm like, yep. 
I love it. I'm excited. I'm so honored and humbled to be here. I'm like, yeah, I can't wait. This is going to be fun. I love it. It's, it's, it's Black Girl Magic. I can't it wait. is by far. And Nikki, how are you doing? You know, you know, same soup, reheated. I'm good. I'm good. For surely. For surely. So the way that this show works is that I draw three cards out of a box. The cards are completely random. Um, and I also take my my guest hosts and I uh, take their names and put them in alphabetical order. Then I go and I randomize their names so then we can have a list of who's going to go in which position for the story. Uh, the first person who gets the story, I give them the cards so they know what the story is supposed to be. Then I take their segment of the story and I pass it on to the second person. The second person hears their story, they continue that section of the story. This is where I get. This is where it gets interesting. I take that second person story and I pass that their segment on to the third person. The third person never gets to hear the first part of the story at all. They only get to hear what the second person provides to them, and from there they have to build the story to a climax. I take the third person story segment and then I pass it off to the last person. And the last person, without hearing any of the first half of the story, has to build a conclusion to the story. Then I get everybody all together. We sit down and we listen to the show and I ask them, what the fuck were you thinking? And nine times out of 10, it's dope as fuck. Um, the person who begins the story doesn't know how it ends. The person who ends the story doesn't know how it begins. And everybody is just sitting on pins and needles, hoping that it all worked out. We had cards that I will be using later on that just didn't work for this show. So we put them back in the box. I drew three more cards out of random and the three cards that I drew out of random were made for these ladies. The three cards that I drew were wedding, first day of marriage, and cheater. And Stephanie, let me tell you, if you have been first on the list, I already knew where it was going to go. I knew it was going to be a uh, love and hip hop, real housewives, Something like that. I know you watched the marriage boot camps. Nisha and I sat back and laughed thinking about all the shit you would have came up with. But Shante was first. And so Shante, being a sound mind or brilliant mind and a wonderful speaking voice, uh, decided to. <laughs> yeah, y'all prepare yourselves. Nikki, knowing now that the three cards were wedding. First day of marriage and cheater. How do you think the story went? I think I did good. Like I hit on one of, I hit on, actually, yeah, I hit on one of those by a total accident. So I think I'm good. <laughs> I think I'm, yes, I think I'm good. Okay, for sure. Well, with no further ado, let's go ahead and get started with Shantae's segment of the story. Uh, here is part one, Shantae's segment. The first day of marriage is always the hardest because it's where who you think you are and where who you truly are meet. But I believe Dea and Chris will be able to conquer all obstacles, be they from outside or within. So please raise a glass to Mr. and Mrs. Whitmer. 
Glasses at every table in the expensive and lavishly decorated banquet room went into the air, and the newly married Dea Whitmer kissed her husband's hand. She blew a kiss to the best man for his speech and thought about how this was the perfect moment she hoped for after all the planning and stressing to make this day happen. She almost felt normal. The reception began to bustle again with voices and clanging silverware. Most of the wedding formalities were over, except for the throwing of the bouquet and final goodbyes. There wasn't any reason to stay completely sober, Dea thought. So she downed her champagne and motioned for another. I guess I'll be carrying you through the airport tonight to our flight, Chris said. Oh, I'll be fine. I just need to let loose, Dea said. He laughed and gestured for her to proceed. People came to her table to give money and well wishes. She smiled a lot and loved the attention. It made her feel special. She mingled among the crowd and danced and laughed. She had another glass of champagne. Chris twirled her around the dance floor. Then out of the corner of her eye, she saw someone staring at her. She didn't quite recognize him, but figured he knew someone at the party. She tried to ignore him, but he followed her with his eyes as she talked to random people. It was a bit unnerving, but Dea liked it. She relished this audience of one, even though this whole wedding stuff was for her. She laughed a bit louder and walked so her cape flowed behind her. You seem to be having a good time, Chris said. Oh, God, you startled me, Dea said. You must have been in your own world again. Maybe go get some water. Dea walked to the bar, but seemed to have lost track of the man she was performing for. You're so silly, Dea, she thought. She sipped the water, then felt a hand on the small of her back. She turned, expecting Chris, but it was him. Hello? Oh, hello, she sputtered. You look very beautiful, Dea. Thank you. Do we know each other? He leaned closer, and Dea moved away quickly and darted her head around to see if anyone noticed what was happening. They can't see anything. Stupid humans miss the obvious. What? You may have pushed me out of your mind, but your body remembers me. Dea attempted to walk away, but the man grabbed her wrist. How long do you think you can keep up this charade? We were created for each other. And you gallivant with these humans. She snatched her wrist away. Gabriel. Ah, so you do remember me. And if you remember me, you know how much it hurts to watch you hold his hand. I worshipped you. And you betray me again and again for just a taste of something fleeting like human affection. Dea looked around the room to see if the partygoers were still oblivious to her and Gabriel. I have a life to live, Gabriel, she said, and walked away. But for how long? he yelled to her. How long will this one last before he sees the real you? Everyone carried on without reacting to Gabriel. Leave me alone! The crowd turned to Dea wide-eyed. Chris ran up to her. Dea, 
Are you okay? Chris asked. Gabriel smirked and disappeared into the crowd. Shante? Yeah. Would, would you like to take this time to uh, tell folks what was on your mind and on your heart when you took over this story? Oh, man. <laughs> so, I thought it was, okay, okay. Wait, 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 wait. It was dope. I really liked <laughs> okay. it. I really Thanks. liked it. I, I thought it was great. Now tell me what you were thinking. Okay, so like at first, when you first gave me the stuff, like it was actually going to be more that that Dea was some type of monster satiating herself with affection. Okay. Like that was, that's what it was going to be. Okay. And it was going to be, and it was going to be this thing where I thought it was, it was going to be, it was going to be this thing where her having to satiate herself would, would seem like she has like some type of breathing problem or something. And like this person would see that she's having whatever and try to give her her like like an inhaler or something to make her feel better, to calm her down or whatever. And I kind of threw that away and was trying to focus on the possibility that she was just some other world person trying to be satiated with human affection, you know, that had something, you know, that where the cheating was she was cheating on her you know, lover or whatever that from a millennia ago, that's where the cheating was. It was just like, no, I don't want to be with you anymore. I'm going to go be with these humans. And he's been having to watch this, you know, forever, you know, she's with someone else, you know, and my husband, when I told my husband about it, he said that it was, it was like, it was Steven universe said it was Rose quartz. And I didn't even think of it, that it was Rose quartz. What I thought was happening was that gabriel was i i don't know i had thought of lucifer mm-hmm. and so i thought that gabriel had been pursuing her for years and was just like that devil on her shoulder but literally the devil on her shoulder was her lover because she loved to cheat she loved the sin of it all see mm-hmm. i went deep with it in my mind um but the idea the second idea while beautiful I can also see the first idea of her being a sort of a succubus mm-hmm. flourishing. Overall, though, did you write that? Yeah. That was wonderful. Thanks. Shanta, you haven't written like that since since burning me in red lipstick. Like, like, like. You need to get back into, I just say that because I've been trying to get her to start her blog back up for like <laughs> six years and shit. <laughs> so I was going to gently just encourage her to start her blog back up. Also calligraphical hate. Uh, check us out, nigga, not you, Industries. Uh, we do this shit. Nicole, Nikki, my nigga, hearing the beginning of the story, how do you feel about the end of the story? I feel good. Okay. <laughs> I, you know so far i'm still like okay all right i did pick up from I, wait who went before me ace okay i okay i i did pick up what she was putting down then okay so certain <laughs> things should filter to the end okay 
I feel very confident. Okay, yes. Okay. Yes, me. Yes, me. <laughs> and Ace, how are you feeling thus far? And I went left. <laughs> oh my God, this is great. Oh. This is so great. All righty then. <laughs> so with no further ado, the second segment of the story was given to Stephanie. So let's go ahead and hear what Stephanie uh, drew from this story and how she built upon it. They realized she had eyes all over her, watching her, raised eyebrows left and right, going, what's, what's, what's going on? She even heard someone whisper, and I thought this was going to be just an uneventful reception. Guess not. Dea crouched down, hands on her face. She felt a hand on her shoulder. She got jolted. I told you to leave me the fuck alone! And then she was looking at her maid of honor, Marion. Taya, what's wrong? What happened? I'm I'm sorry, Mayor. I'm I'm so sorry. I just I think I may have had a little bit too much to drink. Let me go get some water. It's Marion put both of her hands on her shoulders and spun her around. Taya, look at me. Today is a good day. What do I always say? Deep breath. In with bad energy. Out with good energy. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. You know you know what I keep saying. You know what I keep saying. Deep breath. Come on. Daya took the biggest breath that she's ever taken. And then she blew out. She didn't see Gabriel anymore. She's like, thank you, Mary. You're such a good friend. Honey, go over there with Chris. Go dance with your husband. Get you some more water. But relax. It's your wedding day. Today is supposed to be fun. Go have fun. Dea hugged her friend so tightly and whispered in her ear, I don't know what I would do without you. I love you, Marion. I love you too, Dea. And Marion watched her friend walk away. She smiled, and then her smile left her face. You know you're not supposed to be here, right? You know that's not part of the plan, Gabriel. You really think this is a damn game, don't you? His voice was a low growl as he came from out of the shadow. What do you get out of this? I get the flag for the game. I get to see you squirm. I 
get satisfaction with seeing you unhappy. Maybe next time you won't try to cheat me in a game. I think I'll go get some more of what these humans call Pinot Grigio. Even the stuff they drink sounds stupid. I was going to say something about the Pinot Grigio line, but then I remembered that y'all niggas literally drink shit called Moscato and I shut the whole fuck up. Also, <laughs> Stephanie, what were your thoughts? I didn't realize I hated Pinot Grigio that much until I just heard that. <laughs> I, hate it. I hate it, but I love saying it. I hate drinking it, but I love saying it. If that even makes sense. I'm sitting here like, how did that just turn this into literally dogma or something? <laughs> I, I, I make no apologies. This just this is fun. I love it. <laughs> I'm I'm really enjoying it. I, I I really enjoyed the part where Gabriel literally was like, "This is a fucking game. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 winning this game," and Gabriel made it seem you, you know what i'm sorry i'm pushing in what were you thinking when you wrote this what was on your mind so when i was listening to this it was like should it be an alien no let's have more fun than that because i feel like alien would have been too easy so i'm like no let's make these demons or angels that are demons because demons mm-hmm. used to be angels guys um so i'm like no let's make this a game and like literally, if I'm thinking in the metaphysical, they're like, they don't think like humans. So this is a game. But what happens if someone cheats you in a game and it's like, oh, this, excuse me, we are eternal. So guess what? You cheated me last time. I'm going to fuck up your game. I know you love this little human or whatever, but guess what? Now we're going to have some fun. I've watched way too much re- reality TV and Real Housewives because I'm like, nope. It's like me pulling out a billboard at the reunion. Let me tell you something about this. Nisha, we win. We said that if you were the person who started the story, somebody would pop up in the pews of the wedding and they'd be pregnant. <laughs> we twins, guessed, bitch, we guessed you, twins, Stephanie. Okay. <laughs> I just, I really do love the fact that he was like, this is a fucking game. Like, no matter what happens, you and I are always going to be together because you and I are eternal. Like, you can try and drop me for now, but we're going to find each other again. Um, and to have that sort of a dynamic in this story really just took it to another level for me. Like, I really, mm. I really liked the way that that was played out. Um it, it 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 gave me a warm feeling inside of my heart, you know. And so, Nikki, actually, you know what? No, Shantae, how are you liking how Stephanie took your story? I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked her adding that there were, it wasn't just, because uh, in my head, it's like Dea and Gabriel are supernatural type of people and then with stephanie adding a third supernatural person in this story 
that it was just like, oh, that because because I, I, obviously I did not add any family or any extra people because in my head it was just like, well, she doesn't have any extra people because she's a supernatural person. She doesn't have family or anything. So I think it was cool for Stephanie to have to bring up an extra to bring up people who were close to her who mm-hmm. weren't human. It was still supernatural people who are close to her, who are kind of in this in this world with her, aware of maybe who she is or who she's supposed to be. So I think that was cool. Anybody else catch the fact that the maid of honor's name was literally Marion? Maid Marion. Y'all, y'all <laughs> listeners out there, go ahead and donate. Can I just tell to, you I didn't even think about that until you just said that? Listeners, <laughs> go ahead and donate to buymeacoffee.com slash mocha minutes. Because she did that shit. Thank you. Oh, my God. I cannot wait. Oh, my God. Aces follow me. Oh, Lord. This is going to be great. Let me just, let me just, mm, let me get myself <laughs> together. Let me get some water. Some Pinot Grigio. No, absolutely not. That's just bullshit. Uh, no. <laughs> I would like something better. I'll get me a, bl- I'll get me a Malbec. Pinot Grigio. Y'all gotta drink Pinot Noir. Yeah, not Grigio. Mm-mm. The fuck is Pinot Noir? Like, what the fuck is a Malbec? What? The, what? See, this is what happens when you do these uncultured niggas and they don't drink no wine. They don't go to the festivals where they drink the wine. But the thing is, my... It's me knowing, because she's a cultured nigga. The thing <laughs> is, I think about drinking wine and then I pour it into my food and I make shit with it. Oh, a nice white wine. Ooh. Yeah. With a nice white wine. Yeah. So, so like with, this is for y'all out there because Thanksgiving's coming up. Mm. When you make your turkey gravy, after you've made what you call your turkey gravy, good for you, snap for you, take some white wine and pour it in there and let it simmer. And stir it in there. And that literally the acidity and the flavor will kick it up a whole nother notch. Y'all fuckers are welcome. you started like shady like a real housewife. Yeah, whatever you decide to put, you know, whatever that shit you try to pass as gravy normally. Let me and tell you, you what to really fucking do. <laughs> it's I cute. Like Kenya Moore. Cute. What? Cute. I like Kenya Moore. I'm just saying, y'all niggas. Is and that your... gravy? Cute. Cute. Y'all. Mm. Y'all niggas and your turkey that you gotta sprinkle fucking cranberry sauce over to give it some moisture. Y'all are not on the same page as me, but I'm gonna help y'all. I must be on your page because ew, yuck. Yeah, yeah. Dry turkey, ew. Dry turkey. Oh, God. So, Ace. Trailer park. Ace. Yeah. Shall we? We 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 shall. <laughs> shall away. Coming up next in the building, we have Ace's segment of the story. Gabriel fell against the wall. Dizzy and unsure of his footing, he hadn't realized that he had been holding his breath. He had been living with this monkey on his back for years, and seeing it appear and speak to him never got easier. That monkey on his back, however, wasn't an actual monkey. It wasn't really anything that could be described in full. The English language didn't carry the right descriptors, and even languages foreign to him lacked the full spectrum of adjectives to describe what was speaking to him. 
Let's just say that the most accurate description of this thing was captured in how it made Gabriel feel. It was the feeling of your stomach hopping into your chest as a roller coaster takes a plunge straight down. It's the feeling of dread when you hear, we need to talk from a close family or loved one. It was the feeling of being bound and trapped as the walls closed in on you and there were no more options left for you to escape. That's what this thing was. It was the presence that followed you as you walked through the street at night and knew in your bones that something just just wasn't right, but you couldn't put your finger on what. After watching her friend walk away, Marion turned on her heels to follow Gabriel's tracks and make sure he had actually left the venue. She couldn't stand the thought of him trying to capture Daya's attention again on today of all days. For the life of her, she couldn't understand why he just wouldn't leave Daya alone after all he had put her through. The more she thought about it, the angrier she got. She was so angry that she thought she was hallucinating when she saw it. There was Gabriel, looking beat down and defeated, seemingly pleading with someone. Not just someone. Her. Gabriel was pleading with her. Well, it wasn't her. It couldn't have been. She was here, a good 15 feet away. So... What exactly was she seeing? Marion watched as she turned and headed in the direction of the open bar. By then, Gabriel looked as if his knees were giving out on him as he held himself up against the wall. Marion cautiously walked up to him from behind and whispered his name. Gabriel? Gabriel spun around, almost losing his balance again, and looked at her with the eyes of a man that had just lost everything. Who are you just talking to? demanded Marion. Talking to? questioned Gabriel. Yes, talking to. That person that looked just like me? Who was that? This question shook Gabriel into attention. Firstly, everyone had thought he was crazy when he initially tried to show him this thing that had been tormenting him. He had tried to show Daya when it was looming in the room on the evening she told him to stay out of her life, but she looked at him as though he had lost his mind because there was nothing and no one there. Secondly, this thing didn't look like Marion. Well, at least not to him. So how had Marion seen herself? You can see it? Gabriel exclaimed in a hushed voice. Well, I saw something. It couldn't have been what it looked like, though, said Marion. What did it look like to you? Gabriel asked. It looked like... It looked like me. Why were you talking to it? Said Marion. Gabriel stood in confusion, still leaning against the wall. How, he wondered. He couldn't even describe what had stood before him, but Marion recognized it as herself. It's a long story, 
But to make it short, I made a bet with a man so that I could give Daya the world. But I cheated. This thing has been out to ruin my life ever since. At that moment, a cloud of understanding and the dread of realization hit Marion. That thing that looked like her was her, or rather a piece of her. It was one of the darkest and most shameful parts of her. It was love, envy, and hate all rolled into one. See, Marion had hated Gabriel since the day Daae started hanging out with him. The more she saw Gabriel, the less she saw Marion. Daae and Marion had been best friends and inseparable for years. They knew everything about each other except for one thing. Marion had fallen in love with Daya, but said nothing because she didn't want to ruin the friendship they had built. But her unrequited love was tearing her up inside, especially after, especially after Daya and Gabriel had grown closer. She knew it wasn't normal or healthy and tried therapy, journaling, and every manner of way to help her get over this until she finally fell upon a spiritual guru. They didn't claim any one religious practice, but rather seemed to have built their own way of doing things. Normally, this would have turned her away, but she felt like she was losing her mind and was so desperate for anything to help, she came to them. That's when they took a piece of her. It was the piece that she had wanted to be rid of for so long, and she immediately felt freed from her own thoughts. But that piece of her didn't just disappear, it went somewhere. In the midst of feeling so good, she didn't bother to ask the guru what happens next. She left and went on with her life and her friendship with Daya without the guilt or shame or envy. Soon after that, Gabriel and Daya had a falling out. Gabriel disappeared from both of their lives. Rumors floated around about Gabriel losing his job and trying to make ends meet, but having no luck. Marion realized this was all her fault. After this realization, Marion couldn't look Gabriel in the eye and rushed off to the restroom without saying anything else. When in the restroom, she leaned over the sink and looked into the mirror. She felt slightly queasy and her eyes looked wild. Then... The door of one of the stalls behind her opened, and she was once again looking at herself. Come to me. I've missed you, the thing said as it stretched its arms in preparation for a hug. Marion felt herself turn and walk into the thing's embrace with no way to stop herself. Let's get back to the reception, the thing said. We still have unfinished business with Chris. It's tearing up my heart when I'm with you. And when we are apart, you feel it too. And no matter what I do, I feel the pain. With or without you. <laughs> Dance break. So. <laughs> we need so. a dance break like. <gasps> Ace. Shantae, 
Yeah, Shantae. I say Ace and I say Shantae like y'all's names are the same. Shantae, what are your thoughts on how the story's going thus far? I can't, I like, I like that even though we felt like so far, we're all doing our own thing. Like clearly it's not like it's connected, but it's not connected, but we all have kept like some supernatural element to it without necessarily knowing that it started supernatural. Like Ace didn't know that it started supernaturally, but we're still keeping that common thread. That's mm-hmm. something that this isn't just regular human motherfuckers having an experience. Like something else is going on. And I think that that's cool. <sighs> Stephanie? I mean, I do talk to Ace a lot, but I did not talk to her about this. So I am just like, I, I was like, okay, all right, we cooking with gas. I'm excited. And I said like an old black country saying, we cooking with gas, because I'm loving it. I was like, oh, ooh, we all over. We are super, super natural. Our supernatural got capes on it. <laughs> I am a fan of the idea that she took her sadness and her guilt um, and she put she unknowingly by going to the guru uh, she unknowingly created a golem of herself um, in which those elements of her went into Um, and so I thought that that was wildly inventive like I never would have even fathomed. Did you write this, Ace, or was this improvised? I I wrote it. Um, I had to go back and forth with what I wanted to do, but I wrote it. I thought it was spectacular. I I thought it was magic. Thank you, And the more I listen to it, the more things I hear that are just like, oh, my like oh this it's and and it is carrying on the thread of a supernatural uh relationship even if it this one went away from Daya and more towards Marion and Gabriel it's still talking about their already know what I'm gonna call this episode fuck it Nicole (laughs) Nikki we're to you now what are you thinking about hearing the story as a whole up to your part? Um, I didn't realize they started off as a wedding, at a wedding. <laughs> so that, <laughs> yeah, because that was, <laughs> so yeah, knowing that they were at a wedding and my ending, as I was like listening, I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, shoot. I don't know if I messed this up or not. But, uh, <laughs> but um. I get, well, we have to listen to my part, then I can tell you what I thought. And then, yeah, and what makes sense. And I, yeah, and I added a little tidbits for friends who I, who are going to be listening. So they'll love it. So some stuff will be a little off and it'll make sense later. Sounds good to me. (laughs) Um, With no further ado, let's go ahead and let's jump into Nikki's segment of the story. The warmness that told Marianne to find Chris pulled her outside the bathroom, and when she looked to the bar, she seen Chris. Chris waved at Marianne. He looked super relaxed. Hey, hot dog. How are you doing? Hot dog is what 
Chris called Marianne time to time. Back in college, she dressed up like a hot dog in a hot dog costume, so he called her that just to mess with her. Chris, I want you to see my guru. I want you to come with me. I think we have some things to settle. Chris looked at Marianne a little crazy, but something told him, just go with it. What Marianne didn't realize is that the warmth that came to her in that bathroom was sent by the guru. The same guru who helped her out a while back and planted the seeds of enlightenment within her. And those seeds started to sprout. The guru was someone who could help split your soul and take out the bad and leave you with the good. Chris followed Marianne to the car. And he felt something was different about her. He couldn't tell if it was good or bad, but he knew it was something different. Marianne just had a relaxed look on her face. Chris wasn't sure what was going to happen next, but he followed his friend. Once inside the car, Marianne began to speak. She talked about her jealousy of Gabriel and Daya, and how all she wanted to do was keep them apart. Yeah, I know, said Chris. Marianne talked about her time with the guru. And it helped her. What do you mean by guru? The way you keep talking about him reminds me of a cult. Like, like it's Scientology or something. Next thing I know, you're going to be talking about how you were holding cans of green beans to get the beatings out your body. Marianne chuckled. <laughs> it isn't a cult. He's just someone who makes things all better. He's going to make this all better. A couple hours later, they arrived at the guru's place. The guru knew they were coming, and he was waiting outside for them. Who are you? Chris said to the guru. And why did you have my friend bring me here? The guru said, follow me. Once inside, the guru asked Marianne how she felt. She talked about the warm embrace she felt, and how it guided her here to bring Chris. The guru looked at them. I must tell you who I am. I've been a guru a long time. I was a man born in the darkness. I prefer the darkness to the light. It is the darkness that I pull from people. It is the darkness that I tame. I took the darkness from you, Marianne, and with that darkness I took a piece of your soul. What you're feeling is the darkness coming back to you. You're falling into your old ways. My soul told me to send to you to find Chris. Chris is your guiding light. I keep that darkness from you. Chris busted out in laughter. What are you talking about? Rafa looked at Chris and said, Chris, you are her guardian angel. You are the one to help her. Chris looked into Marianne's eyes and he seen happiness. Marianne looked back at Chris and felt peace for the first time in a while. The guru looked at them. See, I told you, I knew this would bring you back to the light. I brought you two here because you two are soulmates. When I first met Marianne, I looked at her past and her future and I seen a shadow. I couldn't make out what the shadow was. Then earlier today, I felt a calling. And then I realized the shadow was you. With that, Chris and Marianne were able to forget their past and become one. They began their lives together as if nothing mattered. They were able to let love and let go. That was the beginning and the end of their journey searching for anything else. Years later, they ran into Daya. 
they were surprised to see how her life turned out. She was dating a European soccer player and living on the French Riviera. She seemed happy, which you can tell she wasn't. You know, Daya, always trying to secure the bag. When they approached each other, they gave each other, you know, you look good, you look good, and those half-hearted see you later, so they knew they'd never be true. Chris and Marianne walked towards the sunset to their joyous lives, and Daya and her husband walked the opposite direction. Daya looked at her husband and breathed a sigh. This wasn't love, but it was good enough. Some of us just got to secure the bag. Nikki? 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 <laughs> what? So, um... Yes. I I have a few questions. (laughs) Just a few. Just a few. Just a few. At one point, you gave the guru a name. Was that uh, Rojas or... or... Raha. Raha. Because originally, I was going to make him an angel. And he was going to be the angel Raphael because he because um or whatnot but what happened was when i originally recorded it i didn't realize i was running at seven minutes so i had to like come through and m night Shyamalan this shit and cut some things so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. not m night bro <laughs> okay. i was like oh no 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 this ain't um no, we ain't about to do no director's cut now. So what <laughs> what were did you write this or was it improvised? I wrote it. it okay. I rewrote it like two or three times. Like I I rewrote it, not necessarily rewrote it, but kept like revising it. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, I did yeah, I did write it out. I thought it was lovely. Um I'm not a writer for the record. I don't I don't write. But I watch a lot of Real Housewives of Atlanta. So that's where I get love stories from. <laughs> Which is why at the end she was securing the bag. I, I, <laughs> I felt that. I don't know. She sounded like a gold digger to me. So that's I just got you know, no that romance name. without no finance. I hate <laughs> Right? And the only Daya, I thought of Drea who left her kid at home with the Pop-Tarts. <laughs> um, she is like a terrible example oh my god i have to know like elementary school level math yes you dummy bitch (laughs) my kid keeps telling me his homework why do i care about his homework why do i need to know he's a coach from her twitter come on what is the number of the cps in her state because I'm ready to in California. They oh, they're overloaded. My mama work, used to work for that department. They overloaded. Oh, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't our fault. Um Shante, thoughts. I liked like when she said that Dale was like dating a European soccer player. It still <laughs> felt like day in the beginning, like she was just with somebody else. Because it feels like that's what she's doing. Mm-hmm. As far as like what I like, she was just you know, she's going to be with somebody for a little bit. It's going to, whatever's going to happen, and then she's going to be with somebody else, and she's going to be with somebody else. So for it to end with her basically being with somebody else, it was just like, yeah. 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 That absolutely works. And it felt like her dating a soccer player, even though Nikki didn't um, hear the segment where uh, 
Stephanie alluded to the fact that this is all a game to Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Her dating a soccer player still feels like a game, you know. So the game is still on. The game is still continuing, um, and it's a game with. I may game. have been watching Ted Lasso while I was writing. So. <laughs> Actually, God bless Ted Lasso. Um, That's a great I, show. I have nothing but kudos for Ted Lasso. Um, and I recommend it to everybody out there. So I can see how uh, you, like I, would be a nigga who knows nothing about soccer writing about soccer. Because if you can explain to me, Nikki, what offsides is in soccer. I can. I didn't ask you. I know you can explain isn't it off, just off to, to the side? It's just on the wrong side. You offside, or I'm sorry, I was just staring at. I don't watch butts, the football, never you know. <laughs> but I no, never. Seriously. Shante, no. what is offside? Like, help me out. Okay, so when the offensive player kicks the ball to their offensive teammate, but they're past the last defender, that is offsides. Does that, do, you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, that, like that's, the, that, that sounds like they're punishing people for having good feet. Like you, like, <laughs> like if you're on, like if you're kicking the ball, if you're on offense, your players cannot receive the ball if they are past the other team's last defender. So, like, you can't pass. Like, you know, like think about it. If you're playing soccer, if you can just be by the goal yeah, and have somebody picking. kick it, yeah, and have somebody kick it to you. And then you kick the ball in, regardless of where anybody is, it's like that would be unfair. So you have to create, you, you know, you can't, you can't outrun the other team and get the ball, I guess is that's, that's what offsides is. You can't outrun the other team, be past everybody and get the ball or else that's called offsides. Okay. I, uh, okay. Uh, it, it makes sense now that you said it. I'm sure that's the same rule that they have in hockey. Um, I just, I, I never knew. Um, Stephanie, what'd you think of the story? Now think about offside. I, um, I'm like, I'm just sitting here like, you know what? I'm gonna stick to the American football. But, you know, they fine. And I might have to hit rugby because, ooh, ooh, girl. Um, but I love the way the story ended. I love how we did not talk to each other and all of us added similar similar ideas it's like there's a supernatural there's a supernatural aspect and it's like we didn't talk to each other about this we're just like we're gonna put this shit in here because hey we gonna have fun because this is our fantasy we should have put more thummies though because i i was gonna go really dark and then dark thummies is that what you (laughs) said my husband because my husband, he's the writer and all that. And I was telling him and he goes, I like it. He goes, but you have no idea what they were talking about. He said, they could be talking about like happiness. And here you come. Wait, Because I had a demon in there. And I had some, he's like, no. And this is why I, I had to like, he goes, no, no, no take this out. Because I was going to make the guru a demon. And then I was, mm-hmm. so it was, just, but my husband's like, why are you going this way? I was like, I don't know. And then I then I made it really ultra Christiany, and he was like, no, 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 no. So this was like the, so but I don't know something about me was like this. Something about it was like this is very like, 
you know, something from the, something that we can't see, feel is a part of this. So I was trying to get that like supernatural into it. I didn't think to make them an alien though. I forgot who said that they were thinking about aliens. I should have done that, damn it. I, I just want to point I, out the fact that- That was, that, thing, that uh, was my first thing. I was thinking about aliens. I was like, Okay, no. you said that. No, yeah. I, I just want to point out that Francis was completely wrong in his assessment, like like 100%. And this is going to be on the show, Francis, and I'm saying this with my mouth. Nikki was on the right path before you took yeah, her off. Yeah, it would have been. If you had, yeah, if, Nikki, if you had put a demon in it, it would have been fine. I mean, it, like considering where all of yeah. us were, mm-hmm. it, it would have been fine. It's funny because he liked it. He goes, oh, this is awesome. He goes, I like it. He goes, but what if they were? I was like, yeah. Because I don't know, I think I was just like overthinking it because I'm not a writer and I don't, I've never done anything like this before. And honestly, the last time I probably wrote creatively was probably sometime in high school. And I graduated in 2003. I was like, I'm a psych major. We didn't write about nothing. And I work in tech now. Ain't no creativity. It's it's HIPAA. Okay, I work for healthcare and tech. It's HIPAA laws. What you talking about creative? No, I mean, did you say it's HIPAA laws? yeah yeah I'm, actually i did oh, use to have mm. to monitor hipaa and stuff so when people go that's a hipaa violation on the internet i'm like no actually that's oh not honey i'm in i'm in healthcare <laughs> hr welcome to my world where i'm like girl yeah no that's not, not oh, that's hipaa you can't oh ask God. me if i got a vaccine you, hipaa like uh, <laughs> i'm sorry are no. you a doctor no you're delivering my pizza girl no shut the hell up so yeah. hipaa you um, <laughs> what does it stand for? A- Give me the letters. H I P P. Shut up. No, yeah. <laughs> How many P's are in there? You probably can't it's pass two. the HIPAA test on the first try. I've been taking it every year since 2012. I know it. Hello. <laughs> Yearly. Every year you gotta take that daggone train. I'm like, like how do you know? I take the training every year. And it's a long training. No, I'm about an hour or two, but that's besides the point. It's like, can I just take the test? No, you gotta do it. Uh, uh, and the video won't let you pass the video. It's the same video. Hi again, Cheryl. <laughs> I like the workplace violence ones because they're always at a hospital. I'm like, that's not how I react. Though. <laughs> I had to take it at Macy's, and it was at hospital, and I was sitting here like. This is the most dramatic thing I've ever seen in my life. What the? Oh my God. Help me. Oh, shoot everyone in here. First of all, <laughs> that wouldn't even happen like that. Security, code gray on this nigga. Code gray. <laughs> I was like, I don't understand. Oh my God. I was like, look, y'all need to like start a fire in a trash can because that's what y'all need in this because that's just making it extremely over the top. I'm like, who is talking like this? Get on the ground. It is a hospital, not a bank. Ain't nobody by. Look, if it's a patient acting crazy, we just tie him to the bed and, and uh, put a sitter outside the door. They'd be fine. Man, that's what I did. That's how Devin got it. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. I'm sorry, healthcare workers on our tangents. It's okay. So, because um, we, we can hand them out, you'd be like, so. So, um, yeah, I really like the way that it turned out. I do. Mm-hmm. I, I I think that um. We're giving Amazon Prime straight <laughs> realness there. <laughs> no, that shit. Oh, that difference is we wouldn't have any. 
We wouldn't have no <laughs> grammatical errors, though. That's the difference. Eh, you know? See, that's the thing. I don't know. It's just like, let me tell y'all something. If y'all want entertainment, you better turn on the Amazon Prime movies with the Black people in it. Unless the algorithm <laughs> really? do the work for you. Uh, just, like, just put it on autoplay. You be like, what the, what the hell are y'all doing? Why is there a roach in your ear? It is like the movie version of Ratchet Book Club. Wait, yeah, wait, how do I start the algorithm? Like, what movie title do I put in first and just let it? I point? would say, um, what is the name of this one? Mm-hmm. And I, first one that came to mind. Uh, no, I'll be doing tonight. I was going to watch the impeachment thing, but it can wait. I already know how that story uh, ended. You will have to first watch my side piece. Okay. Starring. Carly Red and Mystical. Oh. Yes! That, that would be good. That, like, that man who can't keep his hand. Do you understand? Hey, and then, and then the also uh, Plug Love. Everybody loves that Plug one. Love. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then I think that the algorithm will take it from there. You'll get a whole bunch of recommendations in similar category. Okay, good. Thank you. I love a good movie. So why are you going to watch these? Why? You said I love a good movie. That are so bad, they are good. I just want to warn you. I like good movies and I like... I, I just want to warn you that Ace is the reason why we were steered into not just Leprechaun in the Hood, but also Bones. You're welcome. I love you too. <laughs> were those not amazing episodes, though? Come they on. were amazing episodes. Yes. Tell you something. Yes. When is the Donald Goins um chapter going to happen? Because it needs all of them. I need y'all to no. read Swamp Man. No. No. Oh. No. I did Horson, and that's enough. I'm never reading another Donald Goins book again. And there's oh. a few reasons. Reason number one is, um, while his writing is impeccable there's no grammatical errors or anything like that Uh i don't like him i don't Uh, like the people that he creates and i don't like being forced to read his stuff where he's degrading and hurting women throughout the entire books i also do not like at all the fact that in the books that he wrote at the very least i read horson for ratchet book club and at the very least he sexually assaulted like a 13 year old girl and then made her walk home. And this is when this is a grown man. And I'm not here for it. I can't. I'm not putting myself through that again. That book, Donald Going, just talking about it, that shit was taxing. And and I know Black folks are like, Donald Going is a shit. And I know that he's the godfather of uh, urban lit and all that good stuff. But the fact that he did all that fuckery, Horson did all that fuckery. And at the end, nothing bad happened to him. He was just waiting for the woman that he sexually assaulted into loving him to have his baby. Rubbed me the wrong way so badly that I have three more of his books on the shelf because I bought them as a set and they will never see the light of day ever. He's 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 not canceled. I just won't put myself through it twice. I can't. Because I have to read the book. I have to analyze it in my mind. I have to say thoughts about it and all that kind of stuff. And when I read Horson, I... I fucking wept. I'm not doing that to myself ever again. I think that's fair. I wasn't, mm-hmm. and see, that's the thing. I will say this. 
you're not wrong in anything you just said because oh yeah it's like oh it's terrible yeah like for real so yeah and it, I think, it, it's i'm sorry because so it's like i don't want to take you down that lane of terrible because when you think of ratchet books it's like it's a donald it's a donald goins one but yeah, and I, so I, I ran towards it. it. I was like, I was like, I'm definitely going to read it. I, I was excited. We had this conversation. You're like, yeah, I guess so. It's Ratchet Book Club. I gotta have a Donald Goins book. Yep. No, I no did, more. I did that, and I don't have to look back. It's one of those things where I don't know if it's worse that he wrote it so vividly. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's actually worse that it's such a product of the environment that he was able to write it like that. The denigration of women the abuse of women, the, the, the sexualization of young black girls, the abuse of young black girls, the, the, the just. Nope. Nope. Not going back. Um, I, I, I have a book of his called dope fiend. Apparently it's supposed to be better than Horson, but I feel like when people That's say better, I will say, I was going to say, when people say better, I feel like they mean it's worse when it comes to urban mm-hmm. lit. Yeah, and I don't, I don't. You, you notice I didn't recommend Horse and I said Swamp Man. And yeah. even that's like, girl, what? Um, I have Dope Fiend and then I have like something, something about Dude, a black girl. Been, okay, so this is not Donald Goins, but have you seen the um, book series called Dutch? No. That spoke that it was allegedly so. Apparently, the author catfished people because everybody thought the writer of Dutch was a person, a man in prison, and then you found out that might not necessarily be true because the third one did not flow with the other two books. So oh, so you mean like the cartel? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like- so, so Stephanie, before I go any further, mm-hmm. do you listen to Ratchet Book Club? I need to. Nah, that's what people say. Just say no. Um, here's no, the thing no, I'm about saying I need to, but I, no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not saying it like you should. I'm saying it no. like this. There's a series called The Cartel where they literally mm-hmm. forget what they did five pages before. Yep, mm. I tried to read that the Cartel books long time ago because you know, that's one of those black lit books they pay to read, and that's that's part of the reason why I stopped reading it. But I was like, oh no, I don't. It's like a that one book white women like the one with the they made the movies. In Harry the, Potter. In the, no, not that one. <laughs> shades of Grey. White women like Fifty Shades of like, Grey. Yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey. I I forced myself to read that book to be part of a book club, and I was invited. I was uninvited to ever come back after that because he told the about truth about it. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "There's a certain type of woman who likes this," and I and. Uh, well, it's, so it's love. What, what about love did you read? There's nothing loving about that. I was like, that's why you have messed up love. Like, this is not love. And so I read the first book, never seen the movies, and never will because it's garbage. So, and so yeah. where I am with 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 the cartel series, Stephanie, is because it's a series, I'm forced to read it. Like I'm literally being forced to read it but the second book after after the first book ended in a cliffhanger the second book did its thing and then we find out the entire second book was a goddamn dream sequence 
Yo. I Whoa. was so mad. So when Wait, you do what? an entire book that's a dream <laughs> sequence, that means you wasted everybody's time. This whole book never happened. This whole like, book. The whole book could have just been a chapter. Exactly. And so. Then we went change, to the, isn't the cartel now like a TV show or something? Oh, point? I hope the fuck not. No, there's no way they made that into a TV show. There's not okay, good enough writing for it to be a, a TV show. Um, and then the third one, they started repeating themselves from the first book. They literally put in whole chapters from the first book into the third book. It's just, I'm reading it. I have a rule that I can only read two of the books at a time. And then I have to read something else because those books get on my nerves so much. But I'm stuck in it because it's a series. With Donald going, I'm not stuck. So I can just walk away. Shantae. Mm -hmm. Tell him something about yourself. Tell him something about your shows. Tell him something about Calligraphal Hate. Tell him something about, you know what? BTS is in the Eternals. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. 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 Go ahead and tell him something about yourself. The floor is yours. Uh, if you want to follow me on social media, I am at Shantae Fabulous. That's S-H-A-N-T-A-F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S across all manner of social media. Uh, you can check me out occasionally at this point <laughs> on single simulcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh you, yeah and i'm on uh guest episodes for uh hindsight i'm i'm all over the single simulcast feed if you want to find me i'm there and if you want to find me on the internet i'm also there so you know holla at your girl or not it's perfectly fine she also does tarot readings and she's really great at it. Thank you. Stephanie, go ahead and tell them something about yourself. Tell them something about your shows. The floor is yours. Hello. You can uh, follow the Mocha Mavis podcast everywhere you find podcasts, except for the SoundCloud, that's for the rappers and the DJs. Social media handles Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, same handle. Mocha Minutes. Also, if you would be so inclined to buy a coffee, buymeacoffee.com backslash Mocha Minutes. Thank you so much. Ace, the floor is yours. Alrighty, so you can primarily find me and my other friends at Black Girl Missing Podcast. You can find us on wherever you find your podcast and on social media. Just search Black Girl Missing Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and we will pop up. If you have any comments and commentary about my part of the story, you can reach me on Twitter at Sanity Thief or Lithium to Lashes. And if you're nice, I'll respond. Patreon. Oh, I do have a Patreon. So it's just patreon.com backslash lithium to lashes. I need money, as always. And <laughs> I'm writing again, so you'll get your money's worth. <laughs> I just want to point out that Ace is one of the most prolific writers that I've known, that I've ever known. 
and her writings are both inspirational and also thought-provoking. Um, I would urge you to become a Patreon member. Uh, I believe at the $5 level, you get a bit of everything. So for the same amount that you would pay for a mochaccino or, or for you white people and black folks who like them, um, a PSL, that's what they call pumpkin spice lattes nowadays, uh, you can become a Patreon member for Lithium the Lashes and help out an aspiring writer to uh, eat. Yeah, yeah. Nicole? Yes. Ms. Nicole, last but not least. Um, tell them something about yourself. Tell them what you're up to. Um, the floor hi, is yours. Uh, my name is Nicole. Um, yes. You can find me at Miss Nerdy Nikki on Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram at um, uh, just Nikon. But if you want to see my professional stuff, besides I get the right people to pay me for 40 hours a week of work, you can follow me at Nikki Analyst. Because why? I'm a data analyst, currently studying to be a cybersecurity professional. If you would like, write me a letter of recommendation so I can get into fucking grad school. That'd be freaking nice. Or you can just donate so I can go to grad school. It's expensive. I ain't rich. My husband is, not me. And he's still alive, so I can't collect the money. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love Francis. What would I do without that white man? Collect his money. You just said it. You literally <laughs> just said it. Right. <laughs> yes, reparations, reparations every day. Okay, I'll teach you how to bag them. Okay, girls, secure the bag. Get you a white man, because why? Reparations. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Don't do that or do. But no, that's where you can find me. And that's a little bit about me. Yeah, follow me at stuff at my Nikki the Analyst. It's really fun. I, I educate you on tech crap. So yeah, go ahead. Oh my God. Somebody yeah, asked what? me when we're going to do the last book of uh, Harry Potter. And I oh. told them it's going to be when J.K. Rowling apologized for being a fucking transphobic motherfucker. Exactly. I did. I did see a little white girl dressed as Hermione, and I was like, "Oh!" And my husband goes, "No!" I was like, "Oh, look at her, a little Hermione." And then my husband looks at the family and goes, "I think that's so progressive. You let your daughter dress up as black characters." <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even see stuff without being sad. Like I saw some, there were was a black couple that had a Hufflepuff wedding, mm -hmm. and I wanted to be like, "This is so beautiful." And then I was like, "God damn it, she ruined everything." She did. She really has. She really has fucked it up. It's mm -hmm. like having really your wedding at a up. plantation. It looks cute, right. but it's wrong. Just don't do mm -hmm. it. Exactly. It was so pretty, though. <laughs> <laughs> like a plantation wedding. My yep. mom went to a wedding at a plantation this summer. It's like how beautiful it was. I said, so you ate at that plantation? You just sat there and stayed in that house? No <laughs> Ancestors were just tapping on your, your shoulders. Did I you think notice? your ancestors died there. My mom goes, no, they didn't. Our family came from Louisiana, Arkansas. The wedding was in Tennessee. I was like, you know, I'm going to argue. Because that's true. I was like, some um, stuff like that. Oh, no. don't, fall too, don't fall too far sometimes. I see that. <laughs> Y'all can check out um, Storytellers on, well, whatever feed you want. I'm, I'm everywhere, like bad luggage. Um, and you can leave a review on Podchaser and then copy that and paste it in the Apple Podcasts. 
and then copy that and paste it in the good pods also shout out to everybody who's left reviews on good pods i greatly appreciate it uh we and by we i mean i and my guests are literally top four um in the overall arts uh complex for good pods which is dope um and we are in the top 10 for just overall shows period top 100 uh so that's dope as well um you can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast or at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast or on the good pods app you can go to the tip jar every dollar that you donate goes towards either getting books for ratchet book club or uh to buy movies for hindsight um and if you want you can call in and leave a voicemail if you thought that what ace did was dope but you're scared to tell her because she's so fucking prolific or if you thought the shante storyline was absolutely ravishing but you know you forgot how to spell fabulous because you've been listening to the rapper uh 916-633-1537 is the voicemail number you can hit us up there and i will pass on the good news uh, to each of you ladies, I greatly appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining me. I love the fact that you were able to see that everybody can be a storyteller. Uh, that's one of my goals of this show. Um, to all the listeners, thank you so much for listening. I do greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. I'm going to holler at you later. Peace. for storytellers was provided by Revolution Void and it's called Someone Else's Memories. You can find it at the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast.